one of Speak Life Badges sticker award books. You are giving the badges to your children and you're being intentional, really conscious of the words you are saying. You are watching your tone of voice, thinking first how you say it and when you say it so that it resonates with your child. How's it going? How responsive is your child to the words of life that you are speaking to them? Are you reaching their heart? Is it sinking in? Sometimes it doesn't feel like it because you still see the same behavior. Nothing changes. You have to remind them of the same thing. It feels like constantly. There are still sibling fights to break up, lots of Come on, mom, do I have to? They're still saying no back to you, and you wonder if anything you are doing to speak life is actually working. If you're raising your hand right now, saying that's me, then you are in the right place, and I'm so glad that you pushed play. I'm Kimberly Mutar, and welcome back to another episode of the Renewed Mama podcast. I'm a homeschooling mama to three, a tutor, the creator of Speak Life Badges, sticker award badges for kids that help you to speak God's word over your children and break any lies they might be believing about themselves. And I send postcards to children all over Canada and the United States disguised as Austin the Hedgehog for Austin's Kids Club. Mama, you are listening to the Renewed Mama podcast where we come together to slow down, breathe, and check in with our thoughts, the words we are saying, our parenting approach, and our communication. Because we could be saying all the nice words to our children, we might even be using the right body language and tone of voice, and yet it isn't resonating with them. Our children may still not be able to receive our words of life. Lies they are believing aren't broken. They question their identity and value because someone else's words have more weight than mom and dad's and God's words. Are you nurturing your child's heart and mind? What fruit or behavior are you seeing in their life? How tender is your child's heart to receive your words of truth? That's what we're talking about today. So let's get this conversation started, shall we? Go with me to the Bible and the parable of the sower and soils. The story is found in Mark 4, Matthew 13, and Luke 8. I want to relate how tender our children's hearts are to receive the truth you speak over them with the parable of the sower and the soils. It says, listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow, and it came about that as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. And the other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprung up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns, 
and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. And other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up, they increased and yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he was saying, Jesus was saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And as soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parables. And he said to them, this is him explaining the parable in verse 13, Mark 4 verse 13. Do you not understand this parable? And how will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, there are the ones in, on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word and the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Let's start with the sower. The parable begins with the sower who goes out and sows seed. We learn that he sows seed everywhere because some seed fell beside the road, on the rocky ground, among the thorns, and on the good soil. Did you know, Mama, that you are a farmer? You are a sower scattering seeds. I know you wear so many hats in a day. Wife, mother, daughter, sister, employee, business owner, teacher, homeschool mom, volunteer. Now you can call yourself a farmer because you are sowing seeds in the hearts and minds of your children. Your seeds of the Word of God are intended for growth in your children's hearts and minds. When you are waking up this morning, I bet you didn't think about how you are a farmer sowing seeds in your children, did you? Tell me, any farmer or gardener, do they sow or plant a little bit of seed or do they sow generously? A farmer or gardener sows generously wherever he can, just like we saw in the parable. Do they sow expecting a return or are they doubting whether or not the seed will sprout? It's the law of nature. The seed already has in itself the ability to sprout and grow and bear fruit. Mama, you need to plant the Word of God generously wherever, whenever you can, fully expecting a return, a harvest. I 
Isaiah 55:11 says his word will not return to him empty without accomplishing what he desires, without succeeding in the matter for which he sent it. You know Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, but let's read it together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk to them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. A sower sows generously wherever, whenever he can, fully expecting a return, a harvest. Let's talk a little bit more about the seed. The seed is the word of God. Sow the word of God into your heart and mind, mama, so that you think right, speak right, and respond right so that you stay renewed. Sow the word of God into your children's hearts and minds so that their ears will hear a word behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it, whenever they turn to the right or to the left. God will bring to remembrance his words that you have spoken over your children. This seed is a good seed. It's a pure seed. It's not a mix of good and bad, double-minded, nor is it a mix of confusion, lies, or threats will never follow through on. Let me say that again, Mama. The words you speak to your children are a good seed, pure seed, not sarcasm, not joking in a way that your child doesn't understand what you mean, not double-minded, one minute you're saying one thing and the next minute you're saying the opposite. There's to be no confusion in your words, no lies or false threats that you don't intend to follow through with. There's this notion of my truth and your truth. Oprah made the idea of speaking your own truth and living your truth popular. But there is only one truth you need to be speaking and living, and that's God's truth found in the Bible. God's word is your lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God's word have I hidden and treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Great peace have they who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. All of the scripts and the suggested words found in all three of the Speak Life Badges sticker award books are based on the Word of God. You'll see the scripture references on the bottom of the scripts. You're welcome to look those up and memorize them with your child. We've got the sower, that's you. We've got the seed, that's the Word of God. We need the soil. If we're going to plant seeds, we need soil. 
Jesus explains in the parable that there are four types of soil or four types of man's heart. Let's relate these four soils to your children's hearts and how receptive they are to the seed or to the truth, the words of life that you are speaking over them. The road. The word is sown on the road. And when the people hear the word, immediately the birds came and ate up the seed. This is because they did not understand the word. In Jesus' explanation, it's Satan who comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them because they did not understand it. How are you guiding your children into an understanding of God's word? It's just not a Sunday thing when they go to children's church, is it? There's rocky ground. The rocky ground is where the seed did not have much soil. Immediately it sprang up, but because it had no depth of soil nor moisture, when the sun came up, it was scorched. It had no root, so it withered away. For your children, this would be like when they receive the word, they receive it with joy, they believe it for a while, but the word has no firm root in them. It's only temporary. When affliction or persecution arises, immediately they fall away. An example would be when they are faced with a challenge. Say, math is hard or they're trying to build something or create something and it's not coming together and they just want to give up. You share with them that the Lord is their helper and will give them strength and will accomplish what concerns them. You tell them that the eyes of the Lord move through and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. You share with them this truth and they receive it. You give them a Speak Life badge that reads, I faced a challenge today and succeeded, and they keep trying. But tomorrow, when they face more challenging math problems, they want to give up all over again. They shove their book away and say, it's too hard. Why do I have to do this math? That's just the rocky ground in their heart toward math. Let's go, Farmer Mama. You get right in there and you nurture the soil of their heart until the lie of it's too hard, I give up, no longer is their default response, but one that is, wow, this is a challenge, but I'll keep trying. Hard can still mean doable for me. You want that truth to take root and to grow in their life. So you patiently help them through the math problem again and again until they begin to understand and they have success in solving the problems and getting the right answers. Now there's a new result. They see that they can do it. Maybe this isn't as hard as I thought. I just needed some extra practice and patience. The soil is turning good now. It's no longer rocky. Let's say that you keep calling out the negative or the sin in your child's life, pointing out their mistakes, condemning their faults, shaming with words like, how come you never? Can't you see what's wrong with you? You annoy me. Can't you just leave me alone? 
I'm busy right now. Why can't you sit down and be quiet? When you call out the negative or the sin in your child's life, when you point out the mistakes and you condemn their faults, you are speaking the trash and the lies of the enemy over them. You are adding stones to their path, to their heart's soil. Their heart will only naturally get harder. Do you want to be on the receiving end of negativity, criticism, condemnation, constantly having your mistakes pointed out? No, no one does, especially not your child. That's verbal abuse. We've talked about the seed falling on the road and on the rocky ground. Now we've got thorns. When the seed fell among the thorns and the thorns came up, they choked the seed and did not yield a crop. This is hearing the word of God, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. No fruit can come to maturity. Worries for your children could be words spoken at school. You're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat. On the playground or at the track meet, you're slow, you'll never make it across the finish line. You're not my friend anymore. You know how many tutoring students tell me they had a spat on the playground and are wondering if they will still have their friend tomorrow? It happens all the time. They want to fit in and be accepted. And the truth you are speaking over them from the word of God hasn't taken deep root in their belief about themselves. The good seed doesn't matter as much as the peer pressure. The word gets choked out and no fruit comes. Maybe they've watched so many Disney movies and have come to think that their worth and value is found in a prince and living happily ever after. So they go looking for a prince in grade one, grade two, grade five. I did. Kyle was my boyfriend in grade one and David was my boyfriend in grade five. I remember staying in during recess to help my teacher, Mrs. G. She was asking me about David being my boyfriend. I don't think she felt we were well suited for each other. <laughs> Mama, at that age, they can fully comprehend the truth that Father God can be their first love because in Him and because of Him, they are loved, valued, worth more than enough because he gave up his only son, Jesus, to die for them. No greater love than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. Jesus laid down his life for you, for me, for your children. In him, we have our identity. He calls us loved, valued, more than enough, worthy, priceless, important. Ah, those thorns, those worries of the world that try to steal the truth from our hearts, from our children's hearts. Keep sowing the seeds of truth, mama. Now it's time to talk about the good soil. 
On the good soil, the sower's seed grew, increased, and yielded a crop. The roots went down deep and it produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. The word of God is heard with an honest and good heart and it's accepted. They hold it fast with perseverance and it bears fruit. This is your children feeling connected, safe, valued, loved. They belong, they trust you, they can receive correction and respond to it. This is you speaking God's word over your children and it penetrates their hearts and causes the right thing to grow. You are speaking what the Father says. They believe the truth you speak over them, God's truth, and they act on it. You see real fruit in their behavior and their actions. This is other people saying how well behaved your children are, what a pleasure it is to be around them or have them over for the day. This is the goal. Now, we have got to turn this insight into action. Are you a farmer, mama? Are you sowing seeds generously, expecting an abundant harvest? What seeds are you sowing? No change will happen unless you are honest. Is there more sarcasm, condemnation, calling them out, telling them to sit down, be quiet, and shut up? If it's negative in your home, there's probably rocky ground. If there are lies, worries, pressure, then anything you say could be falling among thorns. What's the soil like? You'll know by the behavior in your children. How do they respond? What are you correcting again and again? Is there willful disobedience, selective hearing, wanting to do it their own way only, not teachable, not willing to ask for forgiveness? A lot of sibling arguments and strife? Oh, Kimberly, you say, I've not been nurturing the soil in my children's hearts and minds. I've messed up and so have I. I started looking at the fruit in my life and I didn't like it. I was always overwhelmed, stressed, critical, negative, judgmental. I didn't like the mama and the wife I was. I couldn't communicate with my daughter. She was two or, and three and we just butted heads. I was the verbal abuser. But praise Jesus that some dear friends of ours told us about a business coach, Danny Johnson, at just the right time in our lives. I kicked my husband out the door to go get some advice for growing his business. I loved him with all my heart, but I couldn't stand him. <laughs> We looked good on the outside, but we were broken inside. You know, behind the front, the closed front door. We got so much more than business advice. He came back a changed man and apologized. He took full responsibility for the mess we were in. And through her mentorship and me in the Word of God, focusing very intentionally on what I was thinking and saying over and over again and how I res responded, change happened. 
slowly God helped me pull out the weeds and the soil, the, the thorny and the rocky soil in my heart, and it became good soil and good fruit grew. We fell in love all over again. We came to understand each other and how we each responded out of default, what was safe to us and how we could respect that and still communicate in love. We learned how to parent better, how to not squish our daughter's spirit, but to communicate to her according to our personality. And God is so good. It's all because of Him and being teachable and open to letting Him do the work in us and the fruit in our children and the absolute pleasure it is to be with them is the proof. I still mess up. No one is perfect, but I keep trying and keep improving. From this journey came Speak Life Badges and this Renewed Mama podcast. Now you and me, Mama, can journey together with the same goal of thinking right, speaking right, and responding right. Because we are farmers sowing good seed generously, expecting an abundant harvest. Now you've told me that you've messed up, just like I did. How can you make it right? How can you begin again? How can you rebuild trust? I remember being at a woman's conference and there was a workshop with a panel of men. I sat in the front row because I wanted to ask them this exact question. I've messed up. I've belittled my husband. I've criticized him. I love him with all my heart. But now it feels like anything I try to say that is true, honest, and sincere, he doesn't believe me. How can I make it right? How can I begin again? How can I rebuild his trust? You're listening to this episode and you know it's time to make changes to the words you are saying. And you do. And your child's like, what? What's up with mom? She's being nice all of a sudden. Maybe they roll their eyes at you thinking, does she really mean that? One minute she's shouting at me and the next minute she's saying nice things. Well, it's a valid question. Apologize. You must apologize. Say, I have come to realize that I haven't used my words, my body language, my tone of voice, my facial expressions to speak kindly to you in a way that honors you. I know that I have hurt you and put you down with my words. I want to change that. I don't want to respond out of my own anger or frustration anymore. I don't want to attack you with my words. Will you forgive me for the times I've hurt you with my words? Will you forgive me when I use sarcasm to try to get you to do what I wanted when I just didn't know how to communicate well? I am choosing to do better with how I talk to you. Will you help me? I want to do better because I love you so much. When you see something in me that isn't good, when I slip up and I talk to you in a way that hurts you, I give you permission to tell me, please call me up to something better. Then actually work at it. Don't say it unless you are serious enough to take action. Take five minutes to yourself right now if you can. 
stop the exercise bike, stop washing dishes or folding laundry, and write down five ways you already respond to your kids that you want to change. What are your default responses that are negative, critical, and mean? Do you always say, you must obey me? And that's not working for you. It doesn't motivate them to obey with a joyful heart. Do you say, do you want to see mama get upset? Do you catch yourself shouting across the room, stop it right now. How many times do I have to tell you? Write down five ways you already respond to your kids that you've got to change. What are your default responses that are not good soil, causing good fruit to grow in their lives? Now write down how you will choose to respond right the next time it happens, because it will happen again. You have got to have a plan as to how you will respond next time. What will you think? What will you say to yourself and out loud? How will you respond? Write it down. Would you share in the comments or DM me one thing, one change you are going to make? Sharing yours helps all of us because you aren't the only mama who is responding that way. By you sharing, you empower us to make the same good change in how we think how we speak, and how we respond as well. I encourage you to listen to episode 25, Is God Real? Help your children see real evidence of God. It's part two of episode 25. In it, I share how you can be consistent, be gracious, give unconditional love, respond how the Father would, and be forgiving. I know you will be encouraged if you listen to it. You can watch it at speaklifebadges.com, on YouTube, Rumble, or you can listen to it on your favorite listening platform. I bless you, Mama, to generously sow the seed of the Word of God in your children's hearts and minds. You are a great farmer. And I declare that as you allow Holy Spirit to do the work in you to think right, to speak right, and to respond right, His Word will not return void and you will receive an abundant harvest in your life and in the lives of your children. Because faithful is He who calls you who also will do it. Lots of love to you. Bye for now.